This is Of Ink and Insight, and I'm Sin, an intuitive creator, mindfulness seeker, and expressive arts coach coming to you from The Snug, my tiny studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Whether you think of yourself as creative or not, my aim is to clear the way for deep self-inquiry, to help quiet the critical voice and offer you the freedom to grow into an intuitive creative practice that truly nourishes you. I won't tell you all the right ways to write or make your art, but you can always count on me to provide plenty of prompts for experimentation, discovery, and sharing. My own messy writing, contemplative photography, and artwork is proof that courage, freedom, and beauty can be found in the smallest, most ordinary moments. Are you ready for more creative freedom? Then let's begin. Hey everyone, it's Sin. Um, I just have to say, it's been a little bit of a stressful week. Uh, I think mainly because it was there was a lot of anticipation of things that were going to happen this week. So there was just a lot of anxiety and unknowns and hoping things were going to work out. And listen, if you can tell me what will happen tomorrow, please call me. I need you. The reality of life as a human being is that it's full of chaos and uncertainty. It's stressful. Moments of complete peace and contentment are rare. And I think kind of an illusion because all kinds of upset is happening all around us in every moment. Peace and contentment are internal states occurring most likely when we're in total acceptance of everything conspiring to upset us. So naturally, we learn to cope with stress. We have to, or we wouldn't get anything done. Looking back, I can tell you all kinds of ways I've learned to cope that turned out to be really bad ideas, mostly because I couldn't do them just a little bit. Drinking and smoking and eating, shopping, sex, sleeping. You may have tried a few of these things in excess and learned what I learned. Bad coping leads to a lot of destruction. So how can we cope better in a way that leads to creation or better creating? Here are a few things that I jotted down this week that have worked really well for me over 50 years of trial and error. The first thing is to remember my strengths. Some people refer to strengths as superpowers, and I think there are simply some things that come naturally to each of us. They may not be superhuman. They may be quite ordinary, like I'm pretty good at being resourceful. If you're looking for something, I can usually find it. I'm also very musically inclined, like having a second language. I always 
had a unique understanding and connection to music. Other things I'm good at. Well, let's see. Um, spreadsheets, cat wrangling, making coffee, photography, and making things. I can make something out of nothing any day of the week. So when things are tense or I'm just at my stress capacity, I try to remember what I'm good at. Just remembering helps me feel competent and that I'm enough. But remembering my strengths also gives me some ideas about how to take a break and do something that will come easily to me, something that's almost guaranteed to bring me joy. Speaking of joy, joy is ever-present, but you have to notice it. Small, ordinary moments are brimming with joy. The way the cat has found a spot on the floor where the sun is shining, the sound the curtain makes when a breeze floats in through the window, the smell of bergamot oil on my bath towel. Well, I could go on and on. The key to joy is pausing and noticing it. It's why I love my journaling practice so much. It's a few minutes to stop everything and jot down all the joy I can find around me. It's deep medicine. Now let's talk about connection. I'm a devoted introvert. I love people, but I really don't like being around them for long. Connection feels really hard to me, but I crave it. And the connections I've managed to create and nurture are really important to my ability to stay centered, grounded, and sane. Having another person in your life that will come alongside you when you need it can save your life. Literally. And being that person for another human being can keep you from drinking yourself to death. Trust me, this I know. Connection is the cure for everything. And social media isn't good enough, I'm afraid to say. I wish it were because my introverted soul would be over the moon. But it just isn't good enough. When you feel low or stressed out, you're going to need a hand to hold, a shoulder to lean on, an embrace, a smile, a laugh, a sigh, a pat on the back, a nod of, hey, I get you. People are all around you willing to be this person for you. The thought that you're alone is only your fear speaking. Connection is hard. It's not automatic. Each of us has to get up, dial the number, walk down the street, drive across town, meet halfway. We have to do the hard work of coming together. Social media has misguided us into thinking we don't have to, but we do. Next, breathe. Seems like we should be pretty good at it by now, right? Yet, when we're stressed, we forget how to breathe. We hold our breath, we take smaller sips, 
we breathe from our shoulders where a lot of our tension is held. So let's try this simple exercise. Close your mouth and your eyes. Breathe in through your nose for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Hold it for two seconds. And slowly exhale for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Hold it at the bottom for another two seconds. Now, take a minute and repeat this five times. A mind that has been revived of oxygen is much better at handling whatever is taxing you. The last strategy I want to suggest here is actually a question. The question is, what's next? I find that when I'm stressed, I tend to ruminate. I get caught up in the story and who may be to blame. I get caught up in the dread and the agony. I always say that the hardest part of my workouts is the 15 minutes before I begin. Honestly, it's like walking through fire or over hot coals to get myself to the gym. No matter how much I enjoy it later, tomorrow will be the same. And sometimes the dread wins and I don't go. What helps me is to remember that there will never be a time when I won't have to walk through that fire to get to my workout. And the sooner I can take the next step, the sooner that awful part can be over. What's next? Get dressed. What's next? Get a water bottle. What's next? Pack the right shoes. What's next? Move my feet in the direction of the gym. What's next? Awesome playlist. What's next? Pull up my workout program on my phone. What's next? My first set. So this is kind of a silly example, but the what's next tactic works for me in all kinds of stressful situations. What's the fastest way through hell? Keep going. What's next? Now, there are plenty of other ways to cope better that I won't go into in this episode. There's meditation, therapy, going for a walk, and, you know, also food sex, shopping, TV, as long as you can also set and respect your boundaries with these things. If you can't moderate your shopping, for instance, you might cause yourself more stress than you relieve. Sounds obvious, but just know yourself. What are your boundaries? Are you committed to respecting them? Okay, I hope this episode may have given you a new idea or two. If you're an artist or creator, we know it's not all rainbows and playtime. Making your art can also be stressful because we're doing it in the real world with kids, second jobs, economic strain, loved ones who may be sick or far away. So if you need a little help coping better so you can be a better creator, just reach out. I'd be happy to come alongside and listen. See you next time. Thanks for listening. 
Find show notes, additional resources, and a discussion thread for this episode at Of Ink and Insight on Substack. While all the content you find there is self-funded and freely available, you can help support me in this podcast by subscribing at the level that feels right for you. Just one more thing. I want to hear from you. What questions can I answer? What creative challenges can I help you overcome? Is there a guest you'd like me to meet and interview? Get in touch by finding of Ink and Insight on Substack or emailing me at sin at ofinkandinsight.com. I look forward to connecting.